This episode of Horror Movie Talk is brought to you by Help. You need somebody. Help. Not just anybody. Help. You know you need someone. Help! Or Horror Endorsed Language Protocol is here to give you the appropriate exclamation or excited utterance that you need in those times of extreme duress. Sometimes not just any... Will do. The next time you have a psychopathic serial killer after you, call help and give a detailed explanation of your situation, and horror endorsed language protocol will determine which terrified Yelp will be the right one to use. Some of our favorites include. Oh my god! No! And of course, fuck! Help. We can help. Go to www.help.help and enter HMT at checkout to receive your first excited utterance suggestion for free. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. An opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Go, 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 go. get priority but we also review older horror movies both good and horrible wow that didn't sound good what's up what's up what's up hey guys hello and welcome to horror movie talk we are of course your hosts the wonderful and and just Bosomy Bryce, who mm-hmm. is just my just my little cup of tea every day, and I and I love him so much. That's him over there. Oh shucks, B- Bryce Hansen. He's he holds a PhD in spookology, and me, Professor David Day, the foremost foremost expert in scare no nos. I got a little mushy mouth. The four today. moist, four moist expert in scare meow meows. So today, I'm very excited for this episode bryce i'm very excited for a number of reasons one of which is we're reviewing scream but first you guys should check out our website horrormovietalk.com it's dot com and from there you can find links to all of our social media we of course post new episodes new podcasts every single Wednesday. So make sure you subscribe and leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts because that helps us out just a ton. And you guys have been doing it and we love you for it. We got to hit that 200 mark. Also going for a thousand followers on Facebook. So if you guys can follow us on Facebook, we'll love you forever and kiss your feet with our dirty, dirty mouths. Where where are we on uh, followers on Facebook? Have you checked? I don't even really want to say it. They're going to have if they want to. If they want to know how many followers we have on Facebook, <laughs> they can go and look. We're we're a podcast, all right? Right. We're not a Facebook. We're <laughs> idiot. We're uh we're at a hundred and thirty no. ratings on ratings. Apple Podcasts. Yeah. So we need seventy more. Seventy more, and then we get to be on the rottenest of tomatoes. 
today we will be talking about Scream. That's right, the 1996 Wes Craven classic. Uh, and we will start out the show by giving a brief review and our score for the movie. We score on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being a miserable dredge where it makes you angry you had to watch it, 5 being an average enough film that hits all the expected marks, and 10 being so good that it transcends genre boundaries. After we give our score, we'll get into spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film. Later in this episode, we'll be doing a few bits we haven't done in a little bit. What? What's going on here? We'll be doing taglines. Remember that one? Uh-huh. You remember that? Yeah, I forgot about it. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> and then That's also, why I'm furiously scribbling right now. This one's a pretty easy one to write taglines for, yeah. I found. And then also, we will be doing... Uh, oh, taglines is a bit where we uh, we come up with alternate taglines that are funny, stupid, or embarrassing for us to read out loud to you. And, uh, and then the other game we'll be doing is called Kill Count, where we pit two movies against each other to see which one has the higher kill count. And Bryce will have to guess, and he'll... He'll probably win because he's pretty good at kill count. So, as I said, Scream is the horror is the horror movie of the 90s in every way that you can imagine. More than that, it's a meta take on the genre of slashers. So let's get into the trailer. Hello. Hello. Who is this? You tell me your name, I'll tell you mine. <laughs> I don't think so. What's that noise? Popcorn. You're making popcorn? Well, I'm getting ready to watch a video. Really? What? Well, just some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh-huh. You never told me your name. Why do you want to know my name? Because I want to know who I'm looking at. Someone is playing a deadly game. It all began with a scream over 911. Someone who's seen one too many scary movies. Now he's taken his love of fear. Hello. Hello, Sydney. One step too far. Do you like scary movies? What's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act. who's always running up the stairs and she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. There are certain rules. That one must abide by in order to successfully survive a scary movie. Number one, you can never have sex. What's wrong with me? Never, ever, ever, under any circumstances, say, I'll be right back. Because you won't be back. Get another beer, you want one? Yeah, sure. I'll be right back. Who <laughs> did make the rules? The police are always on track. If they watch Palm Night, they save time. He just kills by them. Answer the phone. Don't open the door. Don't try to hide. Everybody's a suspect! Not scared, are you? Scream. Yay! I watched Scream on Amazon. I bought it for a couple bucks because every time Amazon's like, hey, you can watch it on Tubby for free. And first of all, I'm like, Tubby, that sounds fat. I think it's <laughs> pronounced Tubi. I don't give a like shit. Like a television tube. Looks, looks like Tubby. It's like, yeah, hey, you can watch this on Tubby for free. And I'm like, fuck no. 
Yeah, you watch it on Tubby, you fat piece of <laughs> shit. <laughs> and then, and then, uh, so I bought it on or rented it on on Amazon. And you can, guys can do the same if you go to our website. You uh, you can click through the banner at the top of the website. It says buy stuff on Amazon. And then when you rent it on Amazon, so that you avoid all those Tubby commercials, um, you know we get a little piece of that. So you'll be helping us out too. But you can can also watch it for free on Tubby. Um. Scream is the story of a bunch of 20-somethings that haven't managed to graduate high school yet. (laughs) (laughs) And their quiet town... (laughs) And their quiet town of Woodsboro that has a serial killer problem and its fair share of quirky characters. What is it about the 90s that was particularly bad about making 20-year-olds look like teenagers? Yeah. Like, they still do that now yeah i mean it's not like there's a lot of 18 year olds playing seniors in high school but they seem to be cast better or yeah like ellen page or something like that yeah it's like oh she's certainly she's 16 and then you learn she's 26 (laughs) or maybe like maybe it's like the hairstyle looks dated so they seem older to us but no i mean they looked really like definitely like 20 year olds my wife my wife um said yeah, said this through halfway through the movie. You know, it's such a great movie. We were sitting it was there. it was confusing because like it took me a while to realize that the school was a high school and not a college because <laughs> it felt like a college campus. Like even how they introduced it, I know, I know. It's like everyone's out on the lawn, but then like, there's lockers, out. and you're like, yeah. What? What are, what are lockers doing in college? <laughs> and uh, yeah, she goes, I don't know what it is about the '90s, but it's the most. They always cast 27-year-olds to play 16-year-olds. Right. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, I mean, even now, like, the people that seem more 16-year-old or seem more the, like they are better cast in high school movies, like, if you step back, you're like, well, wait a minute. No, that's not right, because that guy's, like, ripped. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's yeah. like, like, some guy is, like, definitely a man. Yeah. And some girl is, like, yeah, Chester Larue there, with big fakies. There, there'd be like a real, like a shock of reality, wouldn't if you showed real teenagers because teenagers look awkward as fuck. Some of them do. I know all the ones I hung out with did. Right. I, I certainly, me included. Uh, our main girl Sydney, whose mother was murdered a year ago, loses a friend to a horrific double homicide, and quickly becomes the focus of the deranged and seemingly horror movie obsessed killer. As the killer cuts a swath of killings through the town, the very old teens begin to realize <laughs> that they they are dealing with someone the who's... geriatric teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, wow. Begin... You are hyped up on Red Bull right now. He's hopped up on goofballs. The very old teens begin to realize that they are dealing with someone who strictly follows the rules of slasher flicks, and they end up with more death than they bargained for. <laughs> the French. The French. So, the, here's, the, here's the deal. Scream is directed by Wes Craven, and it sports an impressively, uh, like, like an impressive lineup of stars. Just... Star after star after star. And even the ones who aren't stars, like Matthew Lillard, are 
kind of so recognizable that it's just you go oh that's jamie kennedy oh that's drew barrymore oh that's courtney cox david arquette nev campbell like yeah and how much of that henry winkler how much of that is because of this movie though i don't i honestly don't remember what their careers like were what their careers were like i mean obviously this movie yeah i mean obviously drew barrymore child actress but uh, I, I think Nev Campbell had, you know, a decent career before this. I Courtney don't... Cox was definitely known from Friends. She was already in Friends. And uh, David Arquette, I mean, and Henry Winkler, <laughs> Henry yeah. Winkler, you know, right. David Arquette had already. Hmm, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, if, I don't know. I mean, he's his family is Hollywood. His whole family's Hollywood. Right. So surely he's. Something, yeah. Something. Well, you know, well researched over here at Horror Movie Talk. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, hey, I, I think I think I did a good job of defending my, my point. Uh, it sports an impressively sexy and notable cast. Scream defined and poked fun at horror movies for the casual movie going audience. It was one of the most easily accessible horror movies of my generation, being mainstream enough that parents all around the world wanted to watch it, which meant kids got to watch it, too. Uh, while it was accessible, it was also shocking and legitimately disturbing because it focused on uncontrollable teens as the killers, old teens as the killers. And who doesn't find teenagers scary? I see them walking down the street and I'm, ooh, I just yeah, recoil. It, it felt really realistic and visceral, like more, I don't know, more so than, than a regular slasher. Right. Is, is the thing. Because like, it's, yeah, because it's centered in reality. It's. Right. It's it's, it's not like psycho. It's not. Um, it's saying that this is not within the world of slashers, which has its own literal rules like they talk yeah. about in this movie. This is the real world. And we're talking about those. Right. So it makes it feel realer. Yeah. Um, sometimes it betrays it because it's a little too meta at times. It's like, all right, calm down. Calm down with the uh, movie references. But. Uh, Overall, it's it's a really great movie. I I think like as I was watching this, when I originally saw it, I was not very well versed with slashers at all. It's just not really a genre that I watched. <laughs> and now that I've seen you know all the big ones, watch this, and I'm like, this is the best slasher. This is the penultimate, yeah, that, this that I've ever seen ever. Uh, the start is so strong, right? It feels like legitimate danger i don't I don't know why it feels more real because like in regular slashers you've got like this element of supernatural yeah, goof, ability ballery goofiness it's got the it's got the teenagers and they're having fun and it's like basically just a setup for kills and, yeah. and nothing else and this one has like a decent story yeah like enough character development to make it seem like an actual movie yeah and the kills feel very realistic yeah it's very scrambly yeah and even even like the the supernatural aspects of it where you're like well he couldn't get there that quickly right like it still feels a little more real for some reason not and at the end it, it's explained yeah not only does it feel more real it feels a little bit you know like you said you know how did he get there so quick? Yeah, there's a perfectly legitimate reason behind right, it. Right. Um, at the, you know, that's that gets explained towards the end. And spoilers. Yeah. Um, 
Not to mention that all that Scream was released in 1996, a mere three years before the Columbine school shooting, which edges out, which allowed it to edge out reality by just inches, (laughs) you know, like it came right in under that radar because you couldn't probably make a movie about that kind of thing anymore so much. Yeah. You know, Columbine is like the one that is most well-known, but there was one like a year or two before in Oregon. Yeah, down with, in Eugene. With Kip Kinkle. Yeah, Kip Kinkle, that's right. Yeah, um, unpleasant stuff. But it wasn't anywhere, yeah. I gave it, uh, I, you know, I had I had, I had, had this written down, but I think, I think just, just upon kind of, kind of talking it over with you, I think you're right. I'm going to bump it up to a 9 out of 10. This is... This is a very, very good movie um, that's, that's corny. Right. <laughs> and it's hard for me to take super seriously. But in terms of slashers, I think you're right. I think this is the best slasher maybe ever made. And Wes Craven is the king of meta. Like, all right. he does is just meta, meta, meta. So. Right. I think, yeah, I'm, I'm having a kind of a hard decision between 10 and 9. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. it is one of the best horror movies but for me like a couple things bring it down a notch where it's like uh so the the two the two times that it kind of ruins the um the metaness or it goes overboard mm-hmm. is like when uh spoilers when skeet ulrich is talking to to nev campbell and he's like like we started out and our relationship was rated R <laughs> going on NC-17, but now we're made for TV. Or it's like, Dude, Jesus Christ. All when, right, I get it. But when I was 11 years old or 12 years old, that was the fucking coolest line in the whole movie. Like, I was like, damn. Like, that's deep for 14. Right. <laughs> Right. I'm 14 and this is deep. Right. It's <laughs> if they had left that out and then there was I a, love that part. There was another part where it's where just some of it it's like one too many movie references or like yeah. hey it's like that. <laughs> it's like okay. Like when you're among teenagers you're not going to talk like that. But in terms Hello, of fellow like, kids, right. <laughs> but in terms of like when they're sitting around watching movies and they're talking about them, like that makes sense. Yeah. Or when they're talking about like, how would you survive? Like, that's really cool. Yeah. And and that works. But the stuff where it's like regular conversation, non non sequitur. Now we're talking about horror movies for some reason. Yeah. It's like, eh. so that like <laughs> takes it down a peg for me. But I'm going to be generous and just say 10 because I mean, you I haven't can't, seen a slasher this good. There are so many amazing sequences in this movie. Yeah, even the even the corny ones are great. Yeah, like and the chemistry between all the actors and actresses feels like there was some fucking going on. You know, it's like when I mean, except for Jamie Kennedy, right? <laughs> Oh, poor Jamie <laughs> Kennedy. But I mean, and and like especially between Arquette, uh, David Arquette and Courtney Cox. Yeah. I think they got married after this. Or yeah, something they might like that because uh, she became Courtney Cox Arquette. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, I think. What was I going to say? I, I think the the opening scene for this movie <sighs> is probably one of the best openings of any movies ever. We'll like, get into it in spoilers for sure. 
fan. I mean, everyone knows what the opening. No, is. we can't do that. Um, and then the the reveal at the end is great. Oh, it's yeah, it's it blew me away. I, yeah, I don't know why it was. It's kind of on obvious, I've, but it's at the same time. It there's a lot of red herrings. I remembered half of the ending, and then the the other half was like I can't remember who that is and oh. so even even as i was watching i was like is it this person or that person really you like, didn't remember man this must have been a long time for you yeah it's been it's been a while i probably haven't seen this since 20, 25 years like yeah 2000 like 1997 maybe <sighs> yeah yeah it's uh this is one of those ones that i i watched and just was like so amazed by and um and it's it's light enough that, you know, that anyone can kind of, you know, it's, it's a, it's a gateway drug kind of, it's, this is not, this is not, you know, martyrs <laughs> or, right. or, or, uh, something terif terrified. Right. But for even the, for the initiated, like there's some real yes. intense gore. Like it's, it's one of those where it's like, it takes the act of stabbing someone and makes it really way visceral. more real than yeah. any other movie that I can think of yeah. that involves stabbing, you know? Yeah. There's a lot of focus on the knife yeah. in this one. So with that, um, let's, let's haunt, yeah, haunt, 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 you guys, I just would like to remind you that horror movie talk reviews, new horror movies, normally when they're coming out, uh, we're just happen to have a shortage of those right now. But that doesn't mean that you should ignore your local <laughs> theaters. Um, our favorite theaters are the small privately owned ones in our community. And during this Corona shutdown, all of these theaters are in serious jeopardy. So Horror Movie Talk has decided to help the only way we know how, which is to feature them in our podcast. I, I'd just like to say head to your local theater Tell them Horror Movie Talk sent you. Buy some, you know, buy some gift cards, gift cards or popcorn if popcorn they're selling it. If they're selling it on the on the sidewalk, our local uh, theater, the Kiggins, sells popcorn on the sidewalk, uh, you know, uh, every Friday or something like that. So, you know, make sure you head out there and support them so that they'll be around when this whole thing is over. Now, if you guys want to, this is a free show. And uh, we do it out of the love for you and horror movies, and uh, we'd also like to hear ourselves talk. But be beyond that, uh, if you'd like to help support the show, you can do so directly by going to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash horror movie talk. Man, I'm gassy today. Yeah, I know. Me too. Is it horror movie talk or is it slash horror movie talk or horror movie talk podcast? Horror movie talk. Horror Movie Talk. Head on over there. You can select from all kinds of different tiers. The most popular stuff on there is uh, access to a whole other podcast that is exclusive to to a certain tier and above of Patreon member. And uh, that's, that's called the Afterpod, where we just leave the mics rolling and talk about, you know, what happened in our week and, you know, just bitch about our wives and all kinds <laughs> of stuff. Hi, uh, Carrie. How's it going? Hey, sweetie. How you doing? And this week, I'd like to thank... We have three new Patreon members. Hooray! We got Angelica, who I assume is a man. Uh, Elena B., who is also probably a man. And Kyle S. And that must be a woman, I assume. Yeah, so... Not too sure. Elena joined, and she pointed out that we misgendered her when we 
like uh mentioned her on the last episode she was the uh, ev some ev something on reddit and she's like i'm actually a woman we managed to and it's it's really like a rite of passage yeah, at this you, point yeah at this point it's just our thing we just misgender people yeah. and it's not intentional it's just it's just whatever our gut instinct is is always wrong. Yeah. So, so thank you to to those beautiful people that joined our Patreon. And, yeah. Uh, they're going to enjoy the perks they get. So check out what you can get if you join. Um, also, we've got Shutter.com. We have a offer for anyone that wants to check them out. We have a 30-day free trial if you use the code HMT at checkout. Um, so and if you're planning on getting that, might as well get 30 days instead of the shitty seven-day free trial. And by the way, just, you know, Shutter does keep track of whether or not you guys actually end up paying. And it'd be nice if they converted into like a full-blown sponsor. So, so yeah, don't. just consider tossing them a couple bucks. I don't, mm, I I'm don't. just saying just consider it. Mm, sure, sure. I don't really care. You can also support the podcast by buying or renting any product or movie or anything on Amazon. If, like I said before, if you go to our uh, website, horrormovietalk.com, click the green button in the header of our website, and then we get a little taste of every purchase you make. And I know you're making a lot of them, and I know you're not doing the thing that I just told you to do. So maybe maybe start doing All that. right. We're, we're sounding a little greedy now. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. God damn it. Uh, thanks to Dustin Goble. Dustin. He's a professional artist who fucks hard. He also takes commissions for artwork from HMT fans. Hey. Contact him at dgobel00 on Instagram. That's D-G-O-E-B-E-L-0-0 on Instagram. Make your artistic dreams come true. He is the creative source behind our logo and all of our uh, posts, what a, uh, featured images, which are all fantastic, and we love Dustin. What a lovely, lovely human being. Yeah. Uh, and great to work with. Like, I... No, like, needs, the process of, of going over that logo design... Needs like no he, instruction. And, yeah. and he's just intuitive. He he's gets on it. it. Yeah. yeah. He's got a he's got an eye for art and horror. And also, like, he knows <laughs> He's knows funny too. Yeah, he knows funny and he knows when to let you just argue amongst yourselves. Yeah. Which we did with the font. Quite a bit. Um thanks again to Maxwell R. Allen on Instagram for our intro music and uh doing some music for us throughout thanks again for listening and let's get into spoilers 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 shit <laughs> <laughs> just a second <laughs> Spoilers. Spoilers. We should change the the theme song just to a like a foghorn, like a spoilers. Because that fits, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll have to think about that. Spoilers. Anyways, so did you know Drew Barrymore and Matt Lillard were in Mad Love together? Really? It's true. Carrie said that at the start of this movie. Well, that kind of makes sense drew, I, i'm gonna be mean right now oh. even though i love drew barrymore oh no she ain't too smart no what, Have, what? Did you, <laughs> you just stopping right there huh did you see her interview on um i know the what, i know norm what, mcdonald show on netflix i 
think so, yes. She, she, bless her heart, is what the people in the South would say. She, fuck you. <laughs> wow. Norm was like making some jokes. She's like, I don't, I don't get it. He's like, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> but she's a beautiful soul and a beautiful woman. Um, that's all that matters. That's, I'll tell you what, I, I even wrote this down. Now that I've shit on Drew Barrymore, I'm sorry, Drew, if you're listening. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's hot. I had a huge crush on Drew Barrymore. Yeah. Like, there was a moment in my childhood in the 56K modem dial-up era (laughs) that I found Drew Barrymore's Playboy shoot on some website. Oh, my God. That... I can. I still see it in my head right now. I know exactly what those images look like because I looked at them so much. Okay, pervert. All right. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> this is an important part in little Bryce Hansen's life. Dude, uh, yeah, Drew Barrymore. Uh, and little Bryce Hansen, I'm not talking about the young me. <laughs> <laughs> the phone call start to this with Drew Barrymore, best start of any movie ever best yeah. movie start man it is played so well it's it's so perfect because you feel the menace instantly but you also feel like this is kind of believable like they're having a little banter a uh, wrong call banter yeah. you know yeah and then it turns south like in an instant and you're like oh jesus yeah um like, don't hang up that phone you fucking bitch and like, oh my god <laughs> um yeah, and, and and just that her death just oh, yeah. feels so visceral. Yeah. It's like, geez, it feels it feels real. It really escalates into quite a it's panic. So, it's so simple. Yeah. It's like it's not like what usually happens in slashers is chick runs away and ah. she's like blah 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 blah. A couple turns, like they realize the killer's right there. Or he's chasing them, but when the kill happens, it's like a surprise. It's like. Jump out, stab. Yeah. Uh. And yeah. then, and then this is, this one is like, she's running. He like stabs her once and she's her, still nicks her again. Yeah. Keeps kind of slashing at her. And, um, yeah. And then she dies like right next to her parents as they're entering the house. Right. Uh, and, but, but like, we need to, we, we need to go a little bit further into this. Like, tell me your name. Because I want to know who I who I'm looking at, right. like, yeah. sends chills down my goddamn spine. This that's like that's such a menacing, horrifically evil yeah. thing to say. That's to like someone. as iconic as I don't even think that's like necessarily new, but the delivery of that is perfect. And it's as iconic as the calls coming from inside the house. Yeah. You know? Oh, yes. Just that idea of like, oh, shit. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, he he makes her do like horror movie trivia, you know, on right. the call. And that's that's great. And he they kind of intentionally bag on Nightmare on Elm Street, which is, of course, Wes Craven. <laughs> He's like, the first one was good, but all the rest are kind of fucking garbage. <laughs> like, okay. And then and then he's like, look in your backyard and she turns on the light and there's her boyfriend mm-hmm. like tied up, tied to a 
to a lawn chair. And bloodied. And he's gotten the shit beat out of him already. She turns the lights off. She turns them back on a couple minutes later, and he's just completely eviscerated. Yeah, like literally eviscerated. Yeah. Like his intestines are hanging out. Yeah. And, uh, and then he, you know, she gets, inevitably, she gets one of the questions wrong. Who's the killer in Friday the 13th? She says, Jason, Jason, I know this one. Jason. Spoilers. It's not Jason in the original Friday the 13th. I mean, this is kind of not fair because Jason, well, I guess he didn't kill her at the end, did he? Mm-mm. No. He... But in the movie, like, you don't learn that until, oh, wait, no, she does She does wake up at the end of the movie. Yeah, does she? yeah it was a dream. Uh, or was it? Or was it? I'm about ready to take my shirt off in here. It's kind of hot. Jesus. Please, uh, please don't. Really? Is that bad? I just don't like looking at your tits. I'm sorry. Well, okay. I'm a little offended. So anyway. You can if it makes you feel comfortable. Oh, okay. that's nice. Uh, so, <laughs> so then he asks her a question on the phone. He's like, which door am I at? She's like, what? What do you mean? He's like, which door? There's two doors, the front door and the back door. Which door are you, you know, am I at? You got to answer it or else I'm going to kill you. And then before she can answer, Bryce, before she can answer, he throws a chair through the back door. So I'd have just been like, you're at the back door. <laughs> and then he'd be like, shit, we did it in the wrong order. And then, you know, getting off scot-free. So whenever I see and this, this scene spawned a question. So I have a, I have a question for you because I had to ask I had to ask this to Carrie when we were watching it, but there's there's a switch off. You, you paying attention? Yeah, right I'm here? trying to get my notes up. up. Like oh, it's okay. Not showing up for some reason. There's a switch that happens in this in, initial scene. So there's the part where he's on the phone with her, talking to her, baiting her, being you know being menacing over the phone, and that's really terrifying to mm-hmm. me. But as soon as you see him. The switch, the switch flips, and it becomes instantly slightly less scary to me. I'm like, really? Oh, there he is. That's there's a man. Well, yeah, and also it also uses this idea of she sees him and he can't see her for a little bit. Yeah, supposedly, right. and because uh, you see him like lurking around the house, which is kind of great because it's like, well, it's still scary, but it's taken the edge off because you know he can't see her. It's a little tension release. Yeah, and. Uh, and also makes it feel really real. And then once he's chasing after her with the knife, then it it ramps it up again. You're like, oh, shit. Yeah. I'm like, she's not going to get away. Right. Yeah. I don't know. There's something about there's something about seeing the thing that just that kind of ruins the the scariness of it for me. And that just seems to be a hard rule. Right. I think one of the things that like a couple things while watching this movie makes you realize how dated it is Mm -hmm. you're like well wait a minute that's a landline (laughs) who has a landline cordless phone yeah cordless phone oh yeah there's a there's another part and then there's like the son what are you doing out here with a cellular telephone (laughs) (laughs) no one has cellular telephones (laughs) or no the guy's like everyone has cellular telephones now everybody's got them that's a a fucking lie it's 1996 (laughs) i remember i remember when my dad got one like 95 for his business for like keeping in Mm -hmm. the trucks right and it'd be like i'd go in there and be like I bet I could call a 900 number on this. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's like $150 a minute normally on it back then. Um, 
Yeah, it's a it's such a great scene. The other thing that, about that scene is there's just something about intestines that just do it for me. Like uh, it's literally oh. just the most visceral thing you can see because it can be done convincingly in a horror movie. You can actually look like intestines are falling out. Uh-huh. Like you couldn't do like a really convincing like heart showing right on screen you'd be like oh that's makeup look it's not concave they just put it on top of his chest i gotta tell you bryce i'm really happy you brought up intestines uh-huh. because i got a little surprise for you okay this is a good segue all right, all right. i'm excited <laughs> Bryce Block Drain I'm so excited that you brought up Drain Attic (laughs) I didn't technically bring him up You brought up intestines and Intestines contain poop And poop goes in toilets And toilets go into pipes And pipes get clogged Pipes get clogged And who unclogs the pipes? The Drain Addict The Drain Addict You guys, we talked about Drain Addict on last (laughs) episode This is a YouTube channel that we are both obsessed with It's just an Australian man named Ollie, <laughs> who uh, un- and his and his loyal sidekick and, Ratty and his loyal sidekick uh, is Ratty. Morning, Ratty. Morning, Ratty. Good morning, Ratty. And uh, you know he finds block drain. He finds block drains, and uh, you know, and then he, what does he do with them? He and there's the blockage. Big sausage. It is. It's like a big sausage of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and and he's great because he's got so many memes that he just intentionally created himself. We're just going off the rails already. I, I don't. I, I I'm obsessed with he's this. He's obsessed channel. with this. I have to. A couple I, people have watched Drain Addict since we mentioned it last episode. A bunch of like, people got back to us and they're like, "Jesus Christ, why did I do that?" And you're like, "Because you want to live." Yeah. Like you remind yourself that what it feels alive. like to be alive. Right. Yeah, and and he like he does all these great things with I I need to interview. Yeah. I need to interview him. That this is David's goal. He needs to for horror movie talk. Yeah. The most important thing for us to do yes. is interview yes. a like a plumber from Australia. Very, very, very minor YouTube celebrity. Whoa. Hey, can you not offend Ollie, please? I I mean, we're not a minor YouTube celebrity. That's a that's high praise coming from me. Touche. That that is true. But I always like. <laughs> I like to see the arms. <laughs> I always like to see the arms. And and oh, and what else? What are you thinking? Maybe I see. I like to see how. I know you got like two more. I like to see how thick it is. We give you some sort of an idea how thick it is. How thick is it? I mean, (laughs) it's pretty thick. I mean, you really, if you think it's great listening to it, you really got to see the images accompanying that sound. He just, there's just poop like clogging these long drains and he just blasts it out of there and he gets covered in it. He gets covered in poop. (laughs) <laughs> well, he doesn't get covered in it, but he definitely gets backsplash. But there's always a bunch of kookaburras. 
This is just the ambiance. Uh-huh. It's the best part. Did you get? Did you get corn? Oh, I didn't. You didn't get, get corn. I didn't get corn. That's like the most important meme. I know. Well, I mean, yeah. it's, it's some. Here's some corn for you, ready? Here's corn, ready. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> they love the arms. All right, let's move on, David. Oh, but okay. So anyway, if you guys go give Drain Attic on youtube give him your views write him a message say say horror movie talk sent me here we need to get ollie on the show i need to get this shit wizard on the show right uh i love him and uh oh man i just uh i just love ratty is ready is ready morning ready morning ready okay so bryce is thoroughly done with drain addict so back to uh, back to boring old scary or uh, uh, what's it called? Scream. That's I'm glad cool. you got the drops. That's important. Yeah, it is. Because, yeah. you know, how pretty <laughs> thick. <laughs> how thick is it? Pretty thick. Block drain. Oh, man. So one thing that doesn't work for me about Scream is how generic the killer costume is. It is generic. And I know that's supposed to you know it's supposed to be you know it's Mm -hmm. it's, he represents every slasher movie ever Mm -hmm. so there's a mask there's ghost face is 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 what he ends up being called and i mean it you know it works really well for uh, marketing reasons and you know uh, toys and masks and halloween i mean shit because that did that mask exist before this movie I, I, i really don't think so yeah but i don't know I don't know. I think it's it's iconic, obviously. You know instantly where that mask is from from this movie. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm not saying it's not iconic. It's just also very generic. Like I mean I think the smiley face is iconic, but I'm not like excited by it. It's not cool. No, I mean I think it's <laughs> I think it adds to it because it's just a Halloween costume. Okay. Like the killer it's not like some artificial like hey this man wears a mask all the time for some reason yeah and it's not like hey he wears a hockey mask for some reason yeah um yeah, why does and it's happen? not like hey his face is fucked up we could, why because we had to right. like there's got to be something wrong with his face and then this is just like kid went out and bought a halloween costume yeah and it looks like that yeah and it makes it real and it to me it makes it scarier because it's that it's makes not, it it's scarier? not it's not supernatural it's just a guy under underneath this you know anonymity yeah no i i get it it just i i guess it i guess it continues to boil down to as soon as i see it it's less scary as soon as i see anything it's 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 sure it's less scary to me it's All because right. yeah i don't know um let's see here there's just so many so many people in this jamie kennedy is like the unsung hero of this movie, and I bet a lot of people don't even remember that he's in it. I didn't. I didn't. Rem- I didn't recognize I didn't. him until I saw his name in the credits. What? Yeah, I was like, oh yeah, that's Jamie Kennedy. Oh like, man, it did, it did not register for me because I was never a Jamie Kennedy fan. I thought he was kind of. I think everybody yeah. thought he was kind of a spaz. <laughs> yeah, uh, but 
Yeah. I, he Remember the Jamie Kennedy experience? Yes. Of course I do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Poor Jamie Kennedy. Um, I don't feel that bad. I think he, he... Didn't he, like, date some really juicy hotties? I can't remember who he dated, but I think you're thinking like, of David Spade. No. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Maybe they thought he was David Spade. Oh. Well, that would... That would definitely work in his favor. And I can see why they would think that. Yeah. They're both kind of small, blonde, yeah. locked drain. This, uh, they love the arms. Uh, this is like the most 90s feeling movie I've, I, I don't, I don't think, can you think of a more 90s feeling movie than this? Um, I mean, yeah, there's more 90s. Uh, are you talking about horror movies specifically? No, I'm talking about just maybe Cool World. <laughs> uh, yeah, Cool World. I mean, there's plenty of 90 mo 90s movies that couldn't exist anywhere else except the 90s. Johnny Mnemonic. Johnny Mnemonic. <laughs> like, uh, I don't deep. Know, Cool Runnings. Joanna Man. <laughs> cool Runnings. <laughs> oh. I don't know. Just, yeah. Anything with, uh, anything with Martin Short. I don't know, but, uh, yeah, it feels like if this movie feels kind of like friend, like the horror version of friends kind of, I guess maybe that's just because of Courtney Cox, but anyway, uh, so it's kind of a big deal that they killed Drew Barrymore in basically the first 10 minutes of this movie. Uh, okay. This is, this is why, um, I was looking up who, who Jamie Kennedy dated. He, uh, dated Jennifer Love Hewitt. Whoa, really? Yeah. Wow, pulling it down. Right? Um, yeah, they call it pulling down because it's way above you. <laughs> that, in, especially in that case. I mean, I don't, not to be, no, that's definitely rude to Jamie Kennedy. I'm sorry, Jamie. I'm sorry, Jamie. Man, we're sorry, really. Dr sorry, Drew and Jamie. Pissing off. Next, we're going to shit on Matthew Lillard. Do you, so, <laughs> Matthew Lillard is the most memorable no name that you've ever seen mm -hmm. right i mean he's yeah, so he's, notable and he's he's the same way in almost every movie he's right. in it's just totally over the top i always like really disliked him cuz i just don't like that that energy that energy yeah where it's like all right i get it someone needs to have that much energy but i don't want to see it and it's and it's kind of, it's not just the energy, because I feel like I have that amount of energy a lot of time, but it's the, it's the kind of like goofy, like, <laughs> I'm so, I don't care about anything. <laughs> I'm just free balling. <laughs> feels like he doesn't wear underwear. Right. <laughs> <laughs> don't know what to do. Right. I don't know how to respond to that. Well, but yeah, I mean, was he in 13 Ghosts? As well, let's see. I here. don't know. Let me, let me he was in Scooby Doo. Yeah, he was in. He was Shaggy. Um, and I was thinking he was in Contact, but I don't think that's right. I think it was Jake Busey that was in Contact. Uh, no, he was not in Contact. I don't know. He was Jake Busey in Contact. Yeah, he was the 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 terrorist that blows up the the platform for the pod. Wow. 
You don't remember that? No, I don't remember that at all. Let's see. I'm going. I'm, I got. I got Matthew Lillard pulled up here. Let me tell you that that guy does not age. Uh, Matthew Lillard. So we got we got Scooby Doo, obviously Scooby Doo too, obviously SLC Punk, right? Okay, yeah, I've never seen it. Um, yeah, that's a big one. I've never seen it either. But uh, let's go down towards. Man, man, he's never been out of work. Hackers. He was in Hackers. Oh yeah, <laughs> that that is the most '90s movie. Yeah. I can't like legitimately. I can't think of a more '90s movie than Hackers. <laughs> like yeah. honestly, that is so. <laughs> it's so it's obsessed with the internet and computers before we knew anything about them. Yeah, it's just smashing hands on keyboards, and it's like we don't know what hacking actually looks like. So let's put Pac-Man in there. This is a Linux system. I know this. Yeah, no, he was in 13 Ghosts. He, you know, and then then almost immediately after that, he went on and did Scooby-Doo. Uh, and then everything's just yeah. kind of downhill from there. Anyways, I'm, I've never been like a huge Matthew Lillard fan, but I understand his place in, in history. <laughs> well, his place in history is Shaggy and this character. Right. This is his, definitely his high point, I think. Right. Um... um Let's talk about Skeet Ulrich. Let's. Skeet Ulrich is my ultimate example. And this is like my my friend's Kevin, my friend Kevin's first example of the poor man's actor. Like it's the best example of we can't get this actor, but we could probably afford him. I see where you're going with this. Skeet Ulrich is the poor man's Johnny Depp yes. to a T. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you watch this and you don't think of Johnny Depp at least four times. He's got those. He's got those soulless shark eyes. It's kind of stare past you. <laughs> kind of got the the mumbly, like baby face energy. Yeah, the greasy wisp hair that uh-huh. kind of like dangles in front of his eyes. He's been the poor man's Johnny Depp for like most of his career. See, I, I'm not familiar with anything else he's ever done, and and. He's an example of someone like Matthew Lillard, I feel like, because Carrie talked about him. My wife talked about him like he was somebody. And mm-hmm. I was like, he's this, this guy. Like, he's never yeah. been in anything else, surely. Right. No, he's so, been in other stuff. Really? But not, not anything super notable. I'll be darned. So, so and and in everything he does, he's like the budget Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. He's like right. the guy they get to. So he must get some leading roles then, like this. Yes, yeah. yeah, and kind of... Second tier movies. Wow. Okay. I'm gonna put, I'm gonna look him up real quick. So, do you think Skeet's short for Skeeter? I hope so. Okay. So, he, or maybe it's short for Skeet Skeet. Yeah, maybe it is <laughs> short for Skeet Skeet. Yeah, man. What a what a name to ditch your kid with. Yeah. Uh, what should we call him? Uh, I'm thinking Skeet. <laughs> what? And then the second person had to as, sign off on as it. As in, I should have skeet skeeted on your chest instead right. of have this baby now. Now I'm going to remember it. I'm going to remember it for next time because I have to call this one skeet every time. <laughs> yeah, so he's in The Craft, Into the West, As Good As It Gets. Um, those are those are his notable ones mm-hmm. on, on IMDb. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, Chili Dogs. <laughs> Kevin Manley and Chili Dogs uh, from 2001. Skeet Ulrich. 
So, and then, you know, and then we got, uh, so it's kind of a big deal that Drew Barrymore is killed off in the first 10 minutes of this movie. She's arguably the biggest actress or star in the whole movie. Yeah, it's it's very much a, like, psycho moment where it's like, this is your lead actress. Yeah. Like, oh, she's dead. Yeah, oh, she's gone. Um, I mean, Psycho did it, strung it on a little longer. This was literally in the first scene, but you expected from the trailers, like, oh, this is... Drew Barrymore is going right. to be in this movie. Yes. And then, and, and I mean, this was at the peak of her, like, this was Drew Barrymore's, like, swan song years of her life. Yeah, I don't, it was weird because it felt like Drew Barrymore was one of the older people in this movie because she's been around forever. Yeah, she was in you're E.T. Like, <laughs> you're like, oh man, she must be like, tw- like 10 or 15 years older than everyone. Nope. Um, nope. She's one year older than uh, Nev Campbell. Wow. And Nev um, Courtney Cox is like ten years older than them. Yeah. But yeah, it's yeah. I don't know, it's weird. Yeah, I think Courtney Cox at that point was like twenty nine or something like that uh-huh. around there. She's whoa, almost dropped it. That's a pretty good catch. Um. Yeah, the other thing about this, the 90s feel of this whole thing was uh, everything is so nice. All the houses, the neighborhood, all the cars, like there's no adherence to reality at all. It's like this super Hollywood, I don't know. know, That's pretty regular for any Hollywood movie, though. Mm. Unless it's either, it's two extremes. It's either like rich mansions or it's utter poverty. Yeah. In, like, the worst slums in the world. I feel like I've gotten off the rails on this episode. I feel like I've lost the reins of it. Because, so... We gotta start start back up. So, here we go. Oh, yeah, we gotta... We gotta start it, start it back up. We gotta, yeah. There it is. So, um, you know, once Drew Barrymore is killed off, then the killer's switch their you know their sights onto nev campbell and uh and nev is you know she's been she's been harassed by her the death of her mother right. <laughs> from a year ago and uh it's very very much she's established as the final girl very early on like you get it yeah like and, all right and uh and so they start harassing her the killer i should what am i saying they for what is that about the the killer Spoiler, there's two killers. Yeah, so, uh, and her boyfriend, uh, Skeet. Skeet, Skeet. Is, is quoted as saying the funniest line in this whole movie to her. He goes, you haven't been the same since your mother died. What's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like uh, fucking dying. Oh, his character's name's Billy Loomis. That's interesting. Billy? Yeah, Billy Loomis. That's like Skeet? Dr. Loomis from Oh, Halloween. yeah. There's tons of references. Yeah. Like the janitor yeah. is basically just Freddy Krueger. <laughs> um, Can I say that one of the best scenes in this movie was... Um, oh, God damn it. I just blunk, blunked on his name. Blumpkin. Blumpkin on his name. Winkler? God damn it. What's his name? Henry Winkler? Henry Winkler. Yeah. Mm, yeah. That scene was great. Yeah. Henry Winkler has got... Chops. Just the best timing yeah. of everything he's in is like, he's great. Well, he's the Fonz. He's the Fonz. Yeah, he's the best. But you're like, oh, yeah, he's this, you know, he was this character back in the 70s or 80s. And you're like, eh, whatever. But no, like, honestly, he's 
he's got some of the best comedic timing in anything that he's in. I think he's held in like the top tiers of high regard in terms of just being a good person right. in Hollywood. He's like I think one of the you hear everyone talk about how he's the nicest person in Hollywood. Yeah, like he's the best. Like he'll call you and and tell you how much he enjoyed your stuff. Yeah, and congratulate you for winning. Have you have you watched Barry at all? Uh, <laughs> no, I don't think so. Okay, you got to watch Barry. He's great in that. He plays a like a drama teacher. <laughs> what is Barry? Is it a show? Barry is a show. Uh, it's like created by Bill Hader and and one of his friends. And the story oh. is he's a hitman who discovers an acting class and he's he doesn't like being a hitman and he wants to get out of it and he's like maybe i can be an actor and he like joins this this acting class and kind of gets into it um but it's funny because it's bill Hader, like yeah. he's like the kind of the most unassuming killer guy but he's like the slick hitman and he's not he's just like he's bill just Hader. bill Hader. yeah and then uh henry winkler is the drama teacher that's like just got this the most massive ego and is basically like a cult leader of this little drama drama class yeah and just very very self-important i love it it's it's great it's one of the best shows on tv right now wow yeah Yeah. wow that's it's great so uh yeah they have lots of references to you know slashers they Somebody says starting to, this is starting to sound like some sort of Wes Carpenter flick or something. Yeah. Lots of there's um, Halloween is played basically towards the last uh, the last 20 minutes of this movie in the background. Wes Craven. Yeah. Yeah. But it's uh, but they say Wes Carpenter. Oh, do they? Yeah. Yeah. They I say, thought they said Wes Craven. This is starting to sound like some sort of Wes Carpenter flick or something. <laughs> Uh, Jamie Kennedy is the, the movie nerd who explains to everyone the rules of the yeah, there's slasher. there's lots of movie nerds in this movie. Like yeah. Matthew Three. Willard's character, Jamie Car- Kennedy, and Skeet Skeet. Yeah, and Skeet Aldridge. Uh, and, and, of course, the rules he lays down, these become iconic because I think this is, like, maybe the first time that it's, like, officially stated in pop culture what the rules of horror movies or technically slashers are. And he says, there's no, you can't, if you want to make it through, you can't have sex. You can't drink or do drugs because that's a sin, just like sex. And you never, ever say, I'll be right back because that's just asking for it every time. And, uh, you know, but he breaks, you know, he, he does, he breaks that rule by, saying that out loud and anyway they're all confirmed in the movie these these things happen this has one of one of my one of the most iconic deaths or kills that i can possibly that i i always remember this is oh, that big titty blonde girl she runs for the uh she goes to to get out the the dog door out of the garage no that's well, rose mcgowan rose mcgowan that's right yeah, yeah she's she's got a Big old set on her. Tiggle, she's got some machines on her. Yeah, some. They're really. Uh, she's got some boobs, boobies, tits, titties, tiggle bitties, uh, <laughs> machines. How's it going, Ben? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, she she crawls out the dog door that is located in the garage door, and uh, and the killer, you know, hits the the. <laughs> makes the door go up and somehow this thing has like a thousand horsepower <laughs> and as she she gets stuck in the door as it goes up and then it 
just uh you know like cracks her neck and, yeah, and just hangs her and hangs her uh, and crushes her and uh that was so shocking to me as a kid i was like fuck oh my god yeah. Yeah. Garage door is going to fuck me up. That that was probably the most slasher death in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, for like, sure. That felt straight out of like Friday the 13th or Yeah. yeah. Uh she ha- Nev has sex with her boyfriend um and then gets and then he gets stabbed proving yeah. the trope. So, so the it's, trope it's is direct, reversed. Yeah, it's directly after she after it's mentioned not to have sex in horror movies, yeah. she has sex. Yeah. Like, while that's being discussed, so right. you're like, oh, well, now she has her armor off. Right. And so you you don't know. That's the thing that works with this movie. But is, he does, like, too. He has his armor off, too. He had sex. Yeah, but guys aren't... Uh, uh, she it, doesn't die. Does, does she doesn't to, die, and he does. Does it apply to men, though, in in slashers, usually? Well, it I think does there's in a, this one. I think there's virgins and, like, virgin men in horror movies that die. Um, I think it's more of a female trope. Like, well, that's sexist. At at me on uh, Twitter and let me know if I'm right or wrong. <laughs> this is problematic. Yeah, this is. Uh, I don't like. I don't like the way this is going with you. No, I'm not. I don't agree with it. I'm just saying. So, as it turns out, the killers are uh, Skeet and Matthew Lillard, and uh, and they're 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 horror movie buffs. And, you know, they they decided um, to go on a killing spree for the fun of it, but also because Nev Campbell's mom, as it turns out, had been sleeping with Skeet's dad. Oh, is that what it was? And I didn't even catch that. And then that caused Skeet's parents to get a divorce and ruin Skeet's life. So now he's going to ruin hers. Yeah. And he and, you know, he brings up her dad from the basement who has been who has been disappeared for a year somehow in Skeet's house in the basement for a year um, or not. Maybe yeah. maybe it wasn't a year. Maybe she had him for. I can't remember. <laughs> this is, we just talk about horror movies. We yeah. don't know anything about it. Um, so a couple things that I wanted to, to talk about. We, we might have skipped over some of this. Sure. So that scene with Rose McGowan going into the into the garage, mm-hmm. like. The most notable thing of that is she she goes from inside the house, opens the garage door, and it's like instant nipples. Oh, yeah. Like, pokies. Hardcore. Very, very hardcore. 90s were probably the best time for for nipping out. Yeah. Like oh it's... God. Friends was... It is the golden age of seeing nipples through sweaters. My God. Yeah. Um, Jennifer like, Aniston... <sighs> I, I, can't, I can't. Boobs, boobies, tits, titties, tickle bitties, uh, machines. It's pretty thick. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so that was notable. Also notable about Rose McGowan, this movie was, she was a notable voice in the Me Too movement. I don't know if you remember that. Like, she was, like, probably one of the most vocal people in, in the Me Too movement particularly about Harvey Weinstein. Interestingly enough, this was produced. Pro- this was produced this by Harvey Weinstein. 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 Uh, Weinstein. Like, so like, it puts a different tone on this movie because Ooh. there was definitely probably a casting moment.
my god. Oh. Wow. Just when I thought, and like I, I needed to take away the drops from you. You come in, and you f- redeem yourself with these drain attic clips. Fuck that that was probably one of the best drops that has ever been on horror movie talk. <laughs> right then, mark your calendars. Uh. <laughs> All uh, right. So, okay. so the other one was um, about the the sex scene. Aaron pointed this out to me. This is why this is why we need female voices sometimes on this podcast because mm, mm. she she was watching this with me. Okay. Also, is this um, the first time she'd seen it? I think so. Okay. And she pointed out how the scene with Nev Campbell and Skeet Ulrich having sex is a great example of enthusiastic consent. I don't know. I don't talking about me too movement. Like we're, we're having a me too theme right now. Okay. Like, do you know what enthusiastic consent is uh, in related to sex? No. All right. Well, uh, the concept just, of consent is a little, well, you're just a knuckle dragging, you uh, know, misogynistic retard, retard now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> R word. TikTok. My, um, my R word is, is ratty. <laughs> ratty. Um, so, from the very beginning of the movie, Skeet Ul- Ulrich is definitely having some blue balls. Oh. Like, he is... Yeah. God, can you imagine the pain of, like, being almost there with Nev Campbell? I, like, more than that, Drew Barrymore. I would, I would probably, like, waddle out the house, sit down in the car seat, and my nuts would just literally just explode. Okay. Like, well, I would have no more nuts. Okay, wait. So... You've mentioned this before in horror movie talk that blue balls hurts you, and I and I've heard this said before as well. Uh huh. It's not fun to be turned down when you're expecting sex, uh-huh. but it doesn't hurt me. It hurts. It physically hurts you. I think you gotta see. I don't know how much you experience, how much experience you had from just being uh, limited by conservative religion mm. like how close you got but for me and aaron like we didn't have sex before we were married wow. very traditional wow like a S- legitimate legitimate wow yeah not really? not even close and, and what it was funny is like i'm concerned whatever whatever <laughs> we uh i'm worried right now and this is the past <laughs> <laughs> whatever we did we felt so guilty about that we didn't want to tell anyone but it sounds it's got to be so tame for anyone else. Just humping. so like, yeah, we dry like humping. dry humping, clo- yeah. clothes on, like never like the h- closest a hand got to anything was like under shorts over underwear, but oh. not anywhere really close oh, to anything. Okay, <laughs> I'm just giving you the details. So so blue balls then. So yeah, very much like you'd. You'd go at it, quote unquote, for yeah. like 20, 30 minutes making out. Yeah. Like rubbing, I grinding. Stop making the motions. You're just like. <laughs> Don't need the motions. I know how it works. <laughs> Play the. It's pretty thick. <laughs> and by the end of that, you're like. By the end, you're like. Look drying. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yes. Yes, exactly that. Uh, so I'd go out to the car and it would be like this literal dull ache. My dick is like at half chub for hours. Wow. Like just because it's like, God damn. Well, not for hours. I mean, let's be honest. Once we get home, there's. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sweet release. <laughs> Uh, so anyways, yeah, the blue balls is, is definitely a, a thing in my experience. Um, enthusiastic consent. Let's get back to that. Yeah. What is that? So Skeeter Ulrich at the beginning is like getting blue balls. Like Nev Campbell has some rules. She's like, yeah. you know, over the, over the clothes, very much like the, the Hanson experience with them. And by the end of the movie, she finally, she's like, yeah, let's, uh, let's make this a porno. And he's like, really? And she's like, yeah. So, like, that moment. <laughs> Sorry for the snot. Just a second. Hot. There we go. Yeah. Um, Leave that in. Yeah, I will. <laughs> so, it's she gives consent, but then he goes the extra mile and asks her if she's sure. Mm. And then she... Tells him yes, that is enthusiastic consent. There's no question oh, about it. Doesn't like, have to do with the she... enthusiasm of the person. Like I'm so fucking horny right now. It's like the explicit consent. Well, it's both. Like mm. she, it has to be like you can get someone to consent and them not be that. And they're like, all right, whatever. Hey, that's your problem, you know? buddy. <laughs> 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 Obviously, I couldn't. <laughs> um, like, you you can. Uh, that's the thing with like some of these Me Too stories, where it's it's most a lot of them are like they just wore me down, and it was like God. <laughs> I was never really yeah, into it's it. A story of men. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's history. That's, that's how that's how the human race came to be. <laughs> he just he just fucking wore me down. I didn't want to have anything to do with him, but he wouldn't leave me alone. Right. So the idea of enthusiastic consent is m making extra sure that it, everyone's on board, and then there's no pressure that it's actually a decision. <sighs> And uh, this is a great example of that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good... It, okay. Uh, hey, enthusiastic consent, I'm all for it's it. It's what Harvey Weinstein didn't do, ever. Frankly, I'm a little tired of being raped all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think... I don't... I don't know that a girl could rape me. That's right, not... Let's not go down this road. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, so, uh, let's see here. I just want to mention, so towards the end, we find out that Matthew Lillard and Skeet Ulrich are the killers. They, you know, and then th really this is, this is how, this is the crowning achievement of this movie to me is when they start harming each other. Right. Is so upsetting. Right. Like it makes me wring my hands and like, because they have to make it look believable. They have to have an out. Right. Which is the killer came and in And Skeet down. Ulrich gets off really light. Oh my God. <laughs> like he's just like, all right, stab me kind of to the side. Easy he gets, now. He gets like stabbed once or twice. Matthew Lillard's like. Cut up. Getting like skewered. Yeah. And it's. The, the, yeah. That is probably the best moment in the film for Matthew Lillard. He's like, you went too deep, man. Yeah. He's like, I think, I'm I think I'm fucking dying. I'm feeling weak, man. I'm feeling woozy. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> that that was genuinely a great movie. That moment, that and um, 
when he's like when they're definitely going to lose and get caught by the cops he's like <laughs> my parents are gonna be pissed my parents are gonna be so angry at me <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh that ending is so visceral the self-harm and the enthusiasm behind it is just wacky creepy to me yeah i mean this what this movie does really well is and even though you know what the premise is and that this is how it's set up it still does it it still pulls it off which is number one you don't really know who the killers are like it's it's up in the air of like yeah who it could be for most of the film yeah. you have a guess and you have doubts and they about keep, certain they, stuff they throw some red herrings at you they keep trying to elude that it's jamie kennedy or her dad or her dad yeah or like whoever and yeah. then the other thing is like the meta-ness of like talking about horror movies and then instantly breaking the rules that you just talked about yeah. you should never break in a horror movie so like nev campbell's talking with Ghostface killer <laughs> and he and uh she's like i'm not gonna be like one of those stupid bitches that runs up the stairs and like like i know how this works <laughs> and like within like two minutes she's running up the stairs yeah. and like running has into to, a corner has to jump out the window yeah and then the like the rule to not have sex like pretty much instantly they have sex yeah there's a lot of uh, uh symbolic like minor nods and symbolic stuff in yeah. it as well like uh skeet you know, loves movies. His whole life is movies. Mm. And then finally he gets killed by the TV that's playing Halloween gets, mm. gets pushed onto mm. his head. So no, that was, was that Matthew Lillard. Was that Lillard? Yeah. Uh, my apologies. Same thing. Um, same, same story there. Same, same. Uh, you know, so he, he dies by the media that he loves, you know, mm -hmm. uh, Halloween kills him. <laughs> Halloween kills. So, um, let's, let's wrap this up. Final recommendations. Who do you think would like this movie? Any fan of slashers, this is like a must-see. Yeah. And this is not only, like, a great, like, meta comedy about that subgenre, but it's also one of the best slashers. Yeah. yeah I completely agree. I can't, I can't think of any of the classic slashers in terms of, like, actual kills and like dread and yeah. plot oh. that can compete with scream. No, it's and not just only on, that. The, on the surface. The, the premise of having a slasher is like, don't worry about it. We're going to have people killed. Yeah. Like the important thing, <laughs> don't is, worry. The important thing is people get murdered and there's going to be lots and lots of that. Yeah. Cause people like to see, <laughs> I like to see the arms, <laughs> I like to see the arms. <laughs> stabbing <laughs> stabbing no you're you're absolutely right and that and boobs boobies tits titties tickle bitties uh machines the one thing that i was really disappointed in terms of like the meta-ness that they didn't deliver on was like now's where they show the tits <laughs> and then nev campbell like takes off her shirt and and bra and then skeet that motherfucker stands right in front of her he's like, like jesus christ Christ. And then Bryce is like, oh, my balls. 
Yeah, I have written, this is literally one of the most suitable horror movies for broad audiences that I've ever seen. Uh, it's arguably Wes Craven's best movie, and you will have a wonderful, this is a nostalgia machine. Mm-hmm. This this movie is so, has so much nostalgia, um, it just harkens back to kind of a, a simpler time. Uh, so, yeah, I think y'all should, uh, y'all should check it out. And with that... Let's get into taglines. Here's taglines. Taglines is a bit where we come up with alternate taglines that are funny, stupid, embarrassing for us to read about the movie that we just watched. So it's been a it's been a while since we've done this. It's been a hot minute because it's our laziest bit, mm. and it uh, just fit for scream though. It so yeah. many just came to me. And uh, just recently, someone mentioned how much they enjoyed the taglines. Like, well, there's one, <laughs> so might as well bring it back. back. It's back, baby! Taglines are back on the table! <laughs> Did you have a chance to write any of them? I have three right now that I wrote in between the time we started and now. Look at you coming in there. So I'll start. So my first tagline for Scream. The case of blue balls that inspired a killing spree. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Very nice. Scream. The scariest experience since Harvey Weinstein's hotel room. <laughs> oh, oof. Yeah, I wrote at the end of my notes, I like when I was watching the, uh, you know, the credits roll, I was like, oh, shit, this is Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. With Steen, Stein, Steen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's pr- problematic. Um, scream. You can tell it's a Wes Craven movie because it focuses on latchkey kids and is way too long. <laughs> well, it's weird that they would use that as a tagline. I know. It doesn't really sell it very well. It doesn't sell the movie very well. Scream. The slasher that makes fun of slashers and ends up being the best slasher. <laughs> Scream. Harvey Weinstein produced to ensure that no one can enjoy this movie anymore. This movie is canceled. Yeah, canceled. Uh, that was your three, correct? I've got one more. Oh, okay, go ahead. Ugh, did you hear my mm-hmm. gurgling? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Scream. It's a scream of a good time. <laughs> <Okay>. oh. <laughs> <laughs> scream. Because movie critics are probably closeted serial killers... <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't get it we're movie critics oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay here's a question for you Bryce who who is more problematic Harvey Weinstein or Roman Polanski you got Harvey Weinstein okay so who, who raped a bunch of women and then you got Roman Polanski who raped a bunch of kids this well, one kid at least, at least that we know of. The, here's here's the thing: the answer is Harvey Weinstein. Okay, because 
somehow in this whole Me Too movement, like... This is where I'm going. Roman Polanski and Woody Allen kind of... Ducked it. Got like... Yeah, they totally ducked it. Ducked it. it. And even for their whole lives, they've been like the pre-Me Too, Me Too-ers. Yeah. Me like, Too-ees. People like smile when saying their names because it's like, oh yeah, he's the... Yeah. And they're definitely like the example of... Well, Roman Polanski is just known. Like he definitely had statutory rape going on. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's no question. Woody Allen, it's like kind of a byword and like it's it's messy because his ex-wife that really, really hated him, like Yeah, really attacked him. It it seemed like it originated from her, but then more stuff comes out yeah. and like it's like this pile of evidence, but it's still like a very small group of people. Yeah. It's not like a Bill Cosby thing. It's no. like But then it's super suspect that he married his adopted daughter and but he's like oh, it's on the up and so okay yeah um another person that completely flies over mm -hmm. and no one ever talks about and i feel a little bad about it because i like him but jerry seinfeld what are you talking about like his his wife he like dated her when she was like 16 whoa yeah well, maybe just, maybe, you know, maybe he's just keeping a punch card, you know, and just like, okay, <laughs> ex sweetie, when do you turn 18? <laughs> so weird that there's a day when it's okay. Yeah. You know, that's. You got to have it though. You do. There's. You, you have to have it because. You, you got Even with that date, there's still guys are like, yeah, but 12 was pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Jesus. Wow. <laughs> like. There are those guys. Oh man, I, I we started watching the. Uh... So before you Sorry, do, before you do that, does here's here's a theory. Did Harvey Weinstein do COVID nineteen? No one said a goddamn word about Harvey since COVID hit. Me did he too, do me, it? Me too isn't a thing anymore. Did mm. he do COVID nineteen? Did mm. he to take the heat off himself? No. Okay. <laughs> Okay. I'm fine. sorry. That wasn't a very good yes and. Yeah. So anyway, so you were <laughs> I'm not watching a, I'm something. not a trained improviser. Um, yeah, the I'll talk about it in the after pod because I can't remember his name right now. Okay. The other big name in U2, the... Me Too. Me Too. U2. <laughs> U2, Me Too. We all U2 for YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, Kill Count? Kill Count. Let's do Kill Count. <laughs> we had you come out with speak like that <laughs> yeah i'm happy i'm happy with that that's a good so kill count is a game where uh i pose two movies against each other and bryce has to determine which movie has the higher kill count which and and uh the way i did it we're just going off of human deaths in these movies and the theme of this week's kill count is these are within the same movie universe. Uh, so, for example, our first matchup uh, is Prometheus mm. versus Alien 3. Did, did, did you see both of those? I did. Um, this is my favorite franchise. 
Alien 3 was like based in like a mining colony kind of thing. A mining and planet. I think, I think there was a prison planet. Plenty of fodder. Yeah. For that and Prometheus was like a relatively small band. Yeah, it was a spaceship of people that went to explore a uh... But I honestly don't remember that many kills in Alien 3. Was Alien 3 the one where the the alien gets sucked through the no, the that's porthole. No, that's resurrection. That's resurrection. That's the fourth one. Okay, Alien Three was directed by um, um, David Fincher. Did you know that? No, yeah. really. Yeah, man, he must have had his arms bound or something. That was like, like that. one of his very first movies. Was Alien wow. Three? That had one of the most iconic covers. Uh, I'd walk by in the in the movie rental store. It had that alien in, in a ring biting mm-hmm. its own tail. Yeah, Oof. great. Um, I'm going to say Alien 3, because I feel like there's more available bodies. You are correct. Yeah, good good job. Good thinking. Yeah, Alien 3 had 30 kills, whereas Prometheus only had 15. Yeah, I, you really broke that down absolutely correctly. Um, so, good job. So, our next pairing is going to be Evil Dead from 1981, the original, and then Versus Evil Dead 2, which we just reviewed a few weeks ago. Hmm. Gosh, this must be close. It's pretty close. Like, it's pretty close. Um, oops, I meant to go. It's pretty thick. <laughs> it's pretty thick. So I think Evil Dead just had like five characters in the whole movie, right? Okay. Um, so was it five or was it six? I can't. I can't recall. Hmm. I'm going to say... Well, how many people just died in Evil Dead 2? Because there's not that many characters in Evil Dead yeah, 2 Yeah, you have either. a bit of an advantage here because we just came off of Evil Dead 2. We just watched it. I'm going to say... I'm going to say Evil Dead 2 has more deaths. Good job. Look at you. <laughs> Evil Dead from 1981 has four kills, and Evil Dead 2 has six. Okay, nice. now this is uh, this is gonna this is one for you, mm. buddy. This mm. is this is for you. We have Ghoulies, <laughs> <laughs> which I've never seen, but haunts my dreams still. <laughs> Why is that? Because. <laughs> because the cover actually you know it's ghoulies 2 mm. is the one where the ghoulies inside the toilet yeah. and he's poking his head yeah through that he's he's blocking the drain is <laughs> uh, ready morning ready um and i was young enough to where it legitimately made me scared of flushing the toilet because i thought the sound of the toilet flushing was the ghoulie Ooh. That was going to eat my ass. Which, I mean, you have to pay real money for now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Look, drying. <laughs> so, uh, so versus Ghoulies 2. Ghoulies versus Ghoulies 2. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, I'm going to say Ghoulies 2 because they got to ramp it up in the sequel. You're absolutely correct. On fire. Bryce over here. Ghoulies 1 had one death and Ghoulies 2 had seven. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Now, here's another one for you. Uh, this, I think you've seen both of these movies. Uh, so we got uh, Hostel uh-huh. versus Hostel 2. I have not seen Hostel 2. You haven't? Uh, I'm going to use the same logic and just say Hostel 2, the sequel has to have more deaths. Fucking idiot. Uh, 
So stupid. You're wrong. Hostile has 12 deaths versus Hostile 2, which only has nine. So 25% less deaths in Hostile 2. What are we, we really got to watch Hostile. Which would you rather make me watch, Human Centipede or Hostile? Yes. Uh, n- n- neither. But, you know, we got we to gotta do one first, which is going to be the one you're more excited about. Uh, more excited, Human Centipede. <laughs> okay. Because it has a special place in my heart. Ugh. Oh, gross. It's pretty thick. <laughs> okay, and finally, oh, you know, also talking about eating ass, <laughs> human centipede. This is all just. This is all just. Uh, this is foregone conclusion. You have already got three three correct. You've basically won the game with a sixty percent. But uh, we'll do one more. We'll do one more. So we got Scream, a little movie you might you might have seen, mm-hmm. versus its sequel, Scream Two. Did you see all the screams? I don't know if I've seen... I know I've seen Scream and Scream 4. Mm-hmm. I scream? might have seen Scream 2, but I am I know I probably haven't seen Scream 3. I'm going to say the same thing. Just play it safe and say the sequel has more. The sequel has... Let's see here. Oh, oh, oh. I lost it. I lost it. Where is it? You are correct. Scream has seven kills and Scream 2 has ten. I didn't realize Scream 4 came out in 2011. Yeah, it was recent. I watched that with Aaron. I'll be darned. How, was it pretty good? It has Nev Campbell in it, too. She doesn't age. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. She's... It had all of them, I think. It, it had definitely had Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, and... Um, David Arquette's Dewey. in there. Um, yeah, we didn't talk about David Arquette. This is probably a, one of the best roles that he's ever done. By he was, far. He was great yeah. in this movie. Very like, lovable. Perfect, perfect tone. Like, he's like that energy that's like a compromise between Matthew Lillard. Lillard? Lillard. Yeah. Lillard. Lillard. And, you know, a regular person. Yeah. Scream 4 has Hayden Pantier on Ooh. there. Oh, man. She is, she is drop-dead gorgeous. Mm. Very pretty. Um... Yeah, so good job. You won Kill Count. If you guys had anybody, if anybody played along, let us know how you did. We really care a whole lot. <laughs> no, but seriously, if you guys want to reach out to us on social media. Yeah, you um, can say like, hey, I won. We'll go. Good job. Good job. And then and then we'll we'll scream at you with, you know, kookaburras. I'm sorry if that's uh, grating to anyone. It's never going to stop ever. Uh, so like I said, do reach out to us on social media. We try to talk to everyone. If you'd like to support the show, please hit us up on Patreon. You got access to a whole nother podcast over there. So check it out. And a couple of other perks that you might be interested in. You get access to the uh, production calendar. You can see what we're going to watch coming up so you can watch it before the episode. And, um, we take requests from a tier and we vote on as a group of patrons, um, uh, one movie a month that we can listen to. And it's all available to uh, everyone, but to vote, you got to you gotta cough up them ducats. Got to cough up them ducats. So thanks again to... Oh, yeah. Uh, I dropped my, drop my list. Thing. Where is it? Uh, special thanks to Angelica, Elena, and Kyle for becoming patrons. We, we sure love you. We appreciate it, you guys. Uh, please, as always, 
we ask you to share the podcast with a friend. If you have anyone that likes horror or even just you've seen a horror movie with and they went begrudgingly, tell them about Horror Movie Talk and tell them to listen. If you have an Apple product, please leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. If you know someone that has an Apple product, um, while they're not looking, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. You got to go to the podcast and scroll all the way down to the bottom. They don't make it super easy, but uh, we really need those ratings. Um, again, check out uh, horrormovietalk.com. Click through the button in the header for Amazon if you're going to buy anything off Amazon. And uh, that's it for today. Hey, we love you guys. I'm going to play you out with a little uh, a little scene that's near and dear to my heart from Scary Movie, the... The movie that went even more meta than Scream. You guys have a great week. We love you. Bye. Bye. What's up? What's up? Who's that? Yo, pick up the phone. What's up? What's up? Yo, Duke, pick up the phone. Yo. What's up? What you doing, son? Nothing. Just chilling. Killing. True, true.